this is what I'm doing. I'm coming out. I'm being true to me. And the world's just going to have to be okay with it. Not wanting to take that recoil of, it's not that the world isn't okay with it, but it's just like the, the world just doesn't accept it. That person, it's not that they, they're not okay with it. They're okay with the fact that you exist. They just dislike that you do. What's up and welcome to Nacho's Cafe. This is your boy Will, aka Nacho. And today is Talk About It Tuesday. Where me and a guest will sit and talk about it. <laughs> Whatever it is. And that's what we're talking about. You ready? Hello everybody, welcome to Nacho's Cafe. Today is a very special day. And I have some guests with me. Today's gonna be the first time that I will be starting. Uh, a show called Authentic Self. And this idea actually came from a friend of mine named Shane. And as if you know, we already did a little interview, Trials and Tribulations of Shane Levi. So he actually introduced (laughs) me to uh, two other friends of his, now mine. And we came together to create this show for you. And we will be talking about a whole bunch of topics. And today we'll be talking about what it means to be authentic self and what that means to us. So before I get started on what that means, I would like to go around the board and let's introduce ourselves. First, we have Hector. Hi, everyone. Um, My name is Hector. My middle name is Juan. Just just in case you all want to know. Um, I'm Mexican-American, first generation here. A little bit about myself. Um, I'm a health and wellness influencer. I really got into uh, fitness when I was around 15 years old as a way um, for my parents to tame that little ADD beast that um, would not stop. (laughs) So um, fitness was always that avenue for me to to settle the mind and and to release stress, frustration, all that stuff. And throughout the years, um, it's grown into um, different things, right? It's created little different avenues. It's changed. Um, the way I use it to not only live a healthy lifestyle, but also um, anchor myself into the day. Um, So I went from personal training, you know, I started personal training when I was 19 years old. And I really got into coaching a few years later, because I realized that there's a lot more to life than lifting weights and getting in shape. Um, our bodies are vessels and they carry our soul, they carry our minds, they carry all this uniqueness that we are. So it's important to um, understand how to filter our, our emotions, learn how to filter our thoughts and show up in life a little bit more authentic and a little bit more transparent. So that's a little bit about me. Thank you, Hector. Beautiful. Next, we have Amari. I know a little little accent there. (laughs) Mari. Okay. Make me sound more exotic than I am. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is uh, Mari Leanna Watson. I am 32. I am African-American. I identify as a trans woman of color. Um, I am originally from East Coast, uh, grew up in Midwest, grew up in Indiana. Um, and I'm actually excited about this because Shane, like as soon as Shane brought this to me, I was like, I'm on board. Like I, I was sold instantly just because I like, I, I want to just give an opportunity or take this opportunity to show people what it means to just show up authentically. So Hector, just hearing you talk about it, just like how we just got to come and just show up in life because like our bodies are vessels that carry our souls. I was like, that's so true. Like there, I realized it going through the journey of life, like having to come out like in high school one way and then later on in life as my true authentic self does that growth process. You're right. It, 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 the more that you start to show up in life and you start to realize like we aren't just these physical flesh suits that are meant to be just worked out like we are carrying so much more it really just resonated and like it, it started to come through for me so I'm excited about just the potential in this little group because I feel like what 
ultimately we're going to do is to show people like the power in doing that and how people from all different backgrounds, all different walks of life can come together and just in doing so and tackle like questions and stereotypes just in our communities and like both individually and collectively because like, yeah, we're, we're all under one umbrella. We all fall in one community, but we all fall under our communities separately. So it's just like that kind of feeds into how we come into our collective. So I'm just excited about it and trying to be like my little dab and Santa here. (laughs) (laughs) I love it because it's like, like, oh, why do you have that? Because it's just like, I'm trying to be jolly and unbothered. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you be jolly, baby. You be jolly. Just jolly and unbothered. (laughs) That's how I'm trying to live my life. And it's just like, it that's if I could like just put being authentic into two words because I was trying to figure it out like what is authentic self to me mean to me I'm just like self-love like self-care support like all these other things and I just looked at it and I was like I I always say that like that's how I'm gonna live my life it's just jolly and unbothered and those are just like the best ways to to just show up and be yourself all right last but not least Shane Shane. Um, hey. I'm Shane. Sugar Shane. Um, I'm 35. It is actually my birthday month. I'm about to be 36. It's a downward slope to 40. Oh my God. Don't be saying downward. Not to make to say make Hector feel old over there. I'm like, don't go there. One year left to 40. <laughs> How, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But anyway. Um, yeah. I've just a small town farm boy from Missouri. I've lived in five, six states and over 26 cities. I've experienced a lot of different people from all different walks of life. And like, um, and I just find uh, a beauty and, you know, everyone being their authentic selves. And like, but I also struggle with living in the gay community and how we, as the oppressed, we become the oppressor. And we just live in a, you know, community full of judgments and I don't, none of that makes sense to me. And like, <clears throat> but nobody hates the gay man more than the gay man. Like, and so I wanted to take this opportunity to get, you know, a few people who are true to themselves, who know who they are and like get together and like, make some changes. That's awesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And I thank you for that um, beautiful introduction, all three of you. As you all know me, uh, Will, also known as Nacho, we'll have another episode for Alter Egos because Nacho's too much for, I don't know if he can sit still. He kind of has ADD, uh, just can't shut up. So I love how I'm talking about my self, third person, but yeah. So um, what I wanted to say about authentic self to me um, is really about that love that you have for yourself that no no matter what anybody says about you or look at you it's about how you feel inside and how you represent it authentically and they may not understand you they may not understand you doesn't matter as long as you understand who's looking back at you in the mirror and i'm always talking about the mirror but as long as you really know who's looking back and know how to walk out that door with the same respect, with the same love, with the same boldness, you are living your authentic self. I also love how Hector was saying about the, our bodies are a vessel. I completely believe that as spiritual as I am, I completely believe that this is, this is our shell and our spirit and our vessel has united together to make a difference. And that's what we are here for. And to live it and discover it and share it because why would we discover something and not share it? And that right. is what we all are doing here today. And I'm so grateful for that. And, um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> there's so much to talk about. There's going to be so many topics that we want to talk about. Um, but today we're just focusing on me, not me, but you know, all of us as an ME, me. Hector. Yes. Question. Yes. So I love how you said that you discovered that it was, no longer about like the body body wise like the focus because that is so stereotypical in our gay world where it's about mm, that body is i you got an eight pack you got a six pack you got the pack yeah it's always about that but how did you finally like discover 
letting go of that and and, and that like how did that even come across was it somebody or was it you just like oh. it, it actually it was unexpected it was almost like well you know when you have like this aha moment and just you realize something about yourself and you're just like holy smokes like I've known this my entire life and now I'm actually just becoming extremely aware of it and actually realizing it it's like been stuck in my subconscious mind which it's been there I've experienced it I've seen it and then all of a sudden bam it's right here in my face you know um as I shared at the beginning fitness to me was a way for my parents to keep me active you know to help my mind to help my emotions and that was the most authentic part of my fitness journey at that time right because I didn't even realize it to me it was just like oh cool I'm gonna go to the gym I'm gonna lift weights meet some very cool people um I was around pro bodybuilders I just lived in a small town um I mean talk about putting a 15 year old boy in one of the most homoerotic <laughs> places um, <clears throat> but it wasn't till like probably later on I remember I you know, I was doing a little bit of modeling. I was in the adult industry for a little bit. Um, so everything just kind of blurred, right? Because now you're training for something. You're training because you need to look good for something. So it kind of takes you away from that that inner self um, connection that you get with, like, I'm going to be healthy and I'm going to live well. And I, I love wellness. And it's, it becomes so superficial because now it's all about performing and I remember I trained for a men's physique show, trained very hard for it, hired a coach. I went through the whole thing. And I remember dealing with, I was dealing with a lot of body aches, a lot of knee pain, joint pain. And the process is kind of cool because it's really about overcoming that pain, becoming stronger through it. You know, you take that athlete mindset and, and you push through all the, mental and physical aspects. So it, it, it's all been an amazing journey. There's no part of it that I'm, I'm like regretting or anything. It's morely just about gaining awareness throughout it. And I remember after the show, my body just shut down. And I'm like, okay, a week passed, two weeks passed, three weeks passed. And the gym where I was at hired a yoga teacher. So I started going to her yoga classes because I was like, all right, well, I need my body to heal and recover so I could get back into my training again. Um, so I guess I'll go to yoga and I'll stretch and I'll breathe. And I had no idea what yoga really was about. During that time, I was also going uh, to Southwest Institute of Healing Arts and um, really got into their holistic nutrition program, wanted to bring that into my personal training. And then I kind of went into like the whole lifestyle coaching thing through their program. They have an amazing program there. And then... A few weeks later, I realized that the yoga studio where they have their yoga program, all the classes were complimentary to the students of the school. So I said, you know, I'm going to go try it out. Well, I got there and I got my first experience of like spiritual yoga with like gongs and chanting. And at first I was kind of like, whoa, what is this? You know, um, but I really enjoyed it. It felt very good. I just felt this like peace just wash over me, kind of like, you know, when you have this like spiritual experience and I was on my yoga mat um, in a child's pose, my head on the ground, hands forward. And I had this like outburst of tears, just like I, I started bawling. And I mean, here I am, this big guy in a room with a bunch of like very like zenful people bawling my, my eyes out. And the teacher came up to me because she obviously like kind of realized that I was sniffing and crying. And she told me, you're having an emotional reaction. It's totally okay. There's, and I was like, emotional reaction. Well, I didn't know yoga made you emotional. <laughs> I'm like, it's the last thing I want to do. Um, so afterwards, I, I just became very curious. It put me, child's pose is actually a posture of surrender in yoga. It's a posture of letting go of breathing and going into your inner self and, and that, that child space, right? So she really explained it to me and that just opened me up. I was like, well, there's a lot more to our physical body and that's where my whole yoga journey started. And 
I want to say yoga was what made me become more self-aware, not just of what's happening inside my physical body, but what's happening on both hemispheres of my brain, the right side, the, the left side. And, you know, I'm a little bit of a geek. So, you know, a little bit of like, you need facts. I really got into like the whole, I need facts. Like, is it scientifically proven? And it is. Um, so all that really opened me up to, to become more self-aware. Um, I, I kind of stopped working out for probably about three years. And the very cool thing about it is that yoga was benefiting my brain more than anything, my mind. It was creating this balance and it was helping me be more aware of my emotions and then I realized, man, I haven't worked out like in two years and I'm in very good shape. And the beautiful thing about yoga is that it, it again, it makes you go inside of yourself. It goes, you go inside of your vessel and yoga without breath is nothing but movement. So learning to breathe consciously and connect with prana, connect, connect with that magical thing that flows through all of us, which is oxygen, super powerful. You know, and then eventually I got back into fitness, got back into personal training, was doing coaching, yoga, and everything just changed. You know, even the people that I that I've been working with, the people that are coming to me for services are no longer coming to me for I want to look good. You know, so I, I moved away from that, you know, because I was getting frustrated. People were coming to me to get in shape. They would get in shape. And then, they, you know, a few months down the road, all their emotions were back on them. You know, so to be holistically fit, you have to first be aware of everything that's going inside of your mind. You have to be willing to face yourself. You have to be willing to to see what may seem dark and find the divinity in the darkness, because the darkness is not necessarily a bad thing. It's what's pushing you into awareness. It's what's pushing you into the light. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like where my journey has gone. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> did yeah. it answer your question <laughs> yes 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 it did yes it did um yeah thank you for sharing that it's funny because not funny but it's uh it's amazing how what you discussed about the child pose um because that's a, a, a surrender pose because even growing up in the church um because my background is a church and that is a surrender also when you're praying to let go and leave everything <clears throat> at the altar or whatnot so that God takes everything off of you and you're able to be free. And so it's, it's amazing how that is connected still and what you're, you know, you're bringing. So that was, I connected with that. And it's, it's funny when you finally can stand your ground firmly when people are still going to you, like, I need to come to you to like, I need you look good because it comes to that question. Why, you know, is it for you? Like you need to get fit because you want to feel good on the inside and out or are you trying to get attention because you know that's not gonna last forever you know it's, it's here right now you're gonna get a whole bunch of likes now but that age is gonna creep up one day and then you're not gonna get a lot of likes and oh he's, he's good he's 60 years old he better work <laughs> no but it's not about the outside and it's not always about the inside it's about both it's that yeah. balance that it's sometimes it's so hard to connect, you know, because sometimes we're always sheltered on the inside and we don't know how to communicate what's going on in the inside out until we discover it. And we're afraid to go in. We're afraid to go in because it's foreign and, 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 and we're not even aware of it. Right. So <clears throat> it's like you have to be willing to see yourself at a deeper level, to see yourself and all the things that you usually ignore to, to see why you need validation. Why do you need to look good? You know, um, most of the time it's because you're going to a circuit party. Most of the time it's because you want to look good on those sexy pictures that you post on Instagram, which are beautiful, right? Like there's no shame here in owning your sexuality and, you know, and sharing it. And like, you know, as we get to know each other, you guys are gonna know I'm a very sex positive person. Um, but again, it's like doing what you're going to do with grace for yourself. Like, what is the reason behind it? Because if we're seeking attention, if we're seeking validation, in reality, there's 
reasons why we're doing that. And like validation just leads to destruction. Like if you have to be seen, if you have to expose yourself and, 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 and take yourself into places that, that don't necessarily serve you for your highest good, just to be seen and to be validated and like, oh, I need someone to tell me I look good. You know, it's, it feels good. But at the end of the day, when you're at home by yourself or when you're fighting with your partner because the sex is over and the passion is over after three months and you don't know what to do with each other, you know, was it really just about your physical body, about the sexual experience, about the passion, about that beautiful body you got to touch and, you know, fantasize with and play with. And then like, there's a lot more to our physical body and, and, and creating a relationship with ourselves and creating relationships with others. Right. I, I agree on that a hundred percent. I really yeah. do. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Cause it's good to hear someone else think it and not just me. Cause I get tired of hearing myself. I'm talking about what's nice to have the space to share it because I really don't share it so well, that's good <laughs> this is perfect oh my god <laughs> so then let me ask you this Will because just hearing how you said like you are like you're spiritually and religiously rooted when you were navigating that the only reason I want to ask is because like that was something big for me like I grew up in it I grew up as a preacher's kid my whole life so it was it was fun and weird navigating for me because I almost felt like like I had this sense of well it's okay because I'm the preacher's kid like I, I had to like mind my P's and Q's and I couldn't like step out of line too much. Yes, but okay. at the same time, when it came to like the church hierarchy, I was like, Becky with the good hair, you can't sit with right. us on Wednesdays because we wear pink. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ultimate, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I I, I'm like, I'll be bomb so. if I get friends with you, you know? I'm like, oh, exactly. Okay. And it was, <laughs> so it was just like, I know it, it's kind of, that different experience because when it came to coming out the first time it was easier just because it was like it it, it, it I feel like now and just like in the the especially black church I want to say black church like the black church community it's like it was kind of that that rule of oh like don't ask don't tell like we know we know that the choir and it's just like, so in the first the first time it was like, well, don't ask, don't tell. We all know, but we're not going to say nothing. Like, we all know I got a little bit sugar in my tank, but we're not going to say nothing. So it's just like, but then when it came to being my true authentic self, and like I said, I, I grew up in Midwest and so Indiana and then moved to Arizona until right after high school. But my parents have been divorced since I was barely a year old. So it wasn't as if I was there every single week, every single Sunday, every single Wednesday at Bible study, choir practice. But when I was out there for the summer or when I lived out there for a year or two, it, it like they knew who I was. So it, it's like they still see me grow up over the mm -hmm. years, even though I didn't specifically live out in D.C. still. And mm -hmm. so when... It came to now in my adult life, because I didn't start my transition until I was 23. So now in my adult life, going through this process and going out there to visit, it was like, I know it's going to be be something that like people are going to have questions about and really want right. to press the issue and talk. But at the same time, I'm, I'm still the preacher's kid. Like, Reverend Watson is still my dad. It, right. it didn't change. So it's like, it was almost as if kind of like a forced acceptance or a forced tolerance. Uh -huh. And I know that had I not been his child and essentially had that role in the church, it would have been a different experience for me. So that's why I want to know, like, you, was, like, your religion something that kind of you grew up with, something that came with finding your authentic self? Because, like, for me now, I feel like I, I would say I'm more spiritual than religious, like I, there's a difference. There's a lot of people like difference. to argue that there isn't, but there is. there is, there's a huge difference. I feel like um, being spiritual, I feel like I'm more connected. 
Mm-hmm. I have a more connection with God than I ever was. Religion, um, which is safe for me to say, uh, is another way. And some people may get offended. Not you guys, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, listening, and I've said it before, where um, it's like almost that, like a cult. You know, they have a set of rules. They have this and that. I mean, religion was created by man. And mm-hmm. so therefore, it's a controlled group of this and that, Baptist, Apostolic, um, Mormon, Catholics, etc. you know, Jehovah, mm-hmm. you know, all of it, you know, ways to separate and judge more than anything. All of these religions are created to show who's better than. And mm-hmm. why is that such a focus? And you talk about one thing about saving lives, but yet you are crucifying at the same time because they don't look like or believe in or mm-hmm. sound like you. And so being so young and I wasn't, I had a lot of pastors in my family. Um, my uncle is one. Well, I have, I have four uncles, one who's passed away, two has passed away. Um, but all of them knew their word and still do. And all of them looked at me as like, I was expected to be a pastor because of just the way, how close I was at such a young age. Like I, when I got baptized, I really believed what it, what it meant. I didn't, not with the rules and all this, but of being born again, knew I felt it, you know, and, and a closeness. And so um, being not the pastor's kid, though, um, I, I was bullied even in church um, before I wasn't even out. But some of the boys would be poking at me or um, looking at me different. And I just never felt like I was part of the group. I wanted to be part of the choir. I wanted, you know, I just did not feel accepted. Mm-hmm. Even before I discovered really my authentic self, I I struggled with that. And coming out was extremely hard because I was in such toim- turmoil inside. I literally turned my back on God saying, well, ain't I abomination? Because everybody else is saying this and that to me. So why are you still answering my prayers if this is that? And, you know, because they're just they're throwing stones at me. So mm-hmm. why are you still answering me? Because I have such a relationship with God. Like there's no second guessing about it. Still do. And it just has both still close to the church. Huh? Are you both still close to the church? I'm not. <clears throat> no, I mean, I I miss church. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> I want to go to hear a good message, you know, <laughs> so I'm like. Uh, my soul needs a message, you know, but you don't have to be in church to get it, yeah. you know, and that's one thing I discovered out still being my authentic self with the spiritual side and led because I have I have met a uh, I call him my spiritual brother and we connect on a level that's just it's amazing you can meet people like how we are because I would like to say that we are all four of us are spiritually connected whether you want to acknowledge that or not but I feel that. And mm-hmm. so to be able to acknowledge that you have a soul and you have a, you, you have a soul, you, we are spiritually connected. We are in tune and we're in sync and we're aware of that. And so that background may be my, the, the religion background is like uh, where I, I come from and it helped, you know, in ways, but it, it also had, uh, it kind of, it kind of hurt because it, caused a lot of confusion and yeah. I went to a dark place I I I just yeah I went to a dark place and um I I went away from church for a while you know and it was kind of weird to even see some of the church members every now and then like I didn't receive like oh that's you know the pastor's kid like hey this is up hey what's up it was more like hey Will like how you doing William it, it, you know it was like I know William mm. Mm-hmm. I, I know when people call me William, I know exactly who you are. <laughs> you know? But I just, I don't know. It was just, it was a tough, it was tough. And and being that my whole family, you know, um, grew up in the church, it was even more tough. But it was, I feel like it was more of a challenge for my mom too, because she, I feel like she was in denial and I feel like everybody knew. 
like my, I feel like everybody my uncles knew or my aunts knew, like, and then, you know, people were like, do you switch your hips? I know you don't switch your hips. Do you walk like, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> then there comes that question, that, you know, because I end. have a cousin. Mm-hmm. I remember having those questions like, do you walk like, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just me. I don't know how to explain. You know, I'm still trying to discover for myself because people say, you know, everyone, I remember sitting at the table with my family and um, they were talking about, you know, it's a choice. And I said it because that's what they wanted to hear. But it was like, do you really think I would choose this? This hard, this, this hard life of just being judged. I'm already black. And then go in and in, in and a Christian, and then all the, and here I am, I'm gay, wow. And so, I mean, give me the nail now. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. because really, is it really a choice? Why would I choose that? It's just felt <clears throat> natural when I'm like, why does this feel so natural? A life wow. of discrimination and hate sounds like so much fun. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> it's, it's just crazy how we're, we're brought up to be an adult. Instead of, you know, I still keep and hold on to that child imagination, that child mind of mine, where I don't believe in limits. I don't believe in boundaries. It's only what we put on ourselves that keeps us encaged. Agreed. I totally agree with that. And like, well, I was going to say, kind of just to uh, answer your question, Jane, it's not that I'm not close to the church, because I feel like, I can't, and and even like just bringing it up in this conversation, I, I still realize like how much being the preacher's kid like still kind of it, it influences me to today. Even though like I, there are times like I don't want to acknowledge it, there are times where like like my dad just drives me crazy and I don't want to talk to him, but I I still like I feel its influence, and it's because like when. I see myself going to services because um, I, I visit like a few different churches. I don't see myself affiliated with just one, just because I feel like there's there's a difference when someone who's trying to give a message and there's a difference in somebody who's up there just telling you something that they wrote down the night before. Like you could hear someone who's trying to deliver something, and for me, it's just like I realize that there's such a connection. Like we have a spiritual connection, but for me, it runs so much more deeper than just being person to person like I feel like there's just like that type of connection that spiritual that energy connection between all living things and that's why I feel like I'm more spiritual because I feel connected to to everything versus just this one source of religion or energy or worship or power and I realize like even in saying that like I have the freedom to say so because it like just with Will's experience, like being a member of the congregation and having that family and like having that expectation to be the pastor, to lead the, lead the church. And it's just like, even having that same expectation coming from my dad, I also had a freedom of where they exa- pretty much follow his example. Like he's supposed to be the person who leads them and helps them spiritually connect with Lord and and actually find that level of of connection. I don't want to say connection. I want to say like just like find that that level of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And he can't sit here and try and lead this congregation if he's not walking down that path. And how can he walk down that path by saying one thing but not accepting his own child? So like right. I said, I feel like I've always had that freedom because at the end of the day it's they're going to follow the example that their pastor is giving them and if he's showing them a message of love and accepting and an interpretation of the word that is in, encompassing of everyone and accepting the fact that there are it, it, it was written by man's hands and there are things in there that absolutely do not make sense then i feel like it, it, it was just easier for me because had he had been like, well, no, this is what I'm going by. I follow it to the letter. I'm going to cast out my own child and, and follow that and gave that image to everyone. Then I feel like it would have been easier for situations like Will's to happen. And it, it, it's, 
I feel like a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that at the end of the day, we're all just a product of our environment and what we're taught. And the people that we're looking up to, like my, my father will always be my father, but he will always be someone else's son who had to learn what he learned from them. And he's only teaching me what he learned from them and what he's learned through his own process. So I feel like as children, we, and it's not even that we forget, it's we're just, we lack that knowledge. We lack that understanding that our parents aren't omnipotent. They don't know all, they aren't the end all be all. They don't always have the correct answer. They're only teaching us what they have been taught. And as we get older and come to that self-realization, it falls onto us to be like, okay, I can take this and run with this. And now this is the basis of everything that I know. Right. Or I can take that with a grain and salt and realize that this is everything that they've known from one perspective. And that there were other perspectives that they were unaware to. Because you got, like, I think about like things with just the advancement of our society at one point in time people like we call it bluetooth there wasn't a word for bluetooth the word bluetooth used to be considered witchcraft like the fact that we can connect to things i'm, I'm serious like that, that that literally was it like there was a point in time that the fact that you could connect to something wireless people would you you're a witch like that's witchcraft that's blasphemy like we we gonna throw you i'm serious we gonna throw you in this river with this broom if you fly out we told you you was a witch you would burn the bitch oh wait okay <laughs> <laughs> and that was how people and that was just as, as a race as a as a species that's how we came to problem solving and that was just the extent of what we known and i feel like the further that we we advance that like that's one thing that's not always kept in mind is like we we still only know so much like we we still don't know everything like mm-hmm. 10 20 50, 100 years from now, there's going to be words and processes and things and formulas that now, like, the human mind can never conceive of. And that's... Yes. Like, that and is, that's I was really like, oh, I want to say it, I want to say it, but you said it, yes. Like, we couldn't conceive of. Like, there was one point, like, we went from striking rocks to making fire to literally connecting like this wirelessly. And it, it's just like... And it, it shows itself in every aspect, be it on a grand scale with nations and religions and to like a, a small scale with families and households. Like we are only teaching what we've learned. And I feel like for me, if I can teach my niece and nephew anything is don't always take what I'm teaching you as the only answer. What I am teaching you is the answer that I know it may not be the best answer out there. It may not be the smoothest one out there, but it's an answer. Now, you can take that and just be done, or you can take it and grow with it. And from there on, you you find better answers. You come up with better processes. So that way you can teach me when I'm old and gray, and I don't want to hear it. So, because that, that's how I'm going to be. Like, I want to teach them what I know so they can learn more than me and try and teach me when I'm old and gray. Right. And I don't want to hear it. Like, I, I, I don't want, that's, that's my goal in life is to be old and gray and not want to know no more. All, the, all the kids that I've worked with, like, that's the one thing I tell them is just shut up and listen. Like, just shut up and listen. Like, we're all individuals for a reason and we've all lived life a different way. And here we all stand side by side. So surely we've all done something right. So there's something to be gained from each and every one of us. So you never stop learning is, <clears throat> is what a lot of people don't, they need to realize is that like, every one of us has something to teach one another every single day. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> I feel like um, a lot of times, right. We were so eager to create a shift in our life or create a change and we're sick and tired of the struggle. But part of being human beings is that we're constantly evolving, whether we're being dragged because we're like, no. Yeah. Or we're like, all right, I'm going into the life boxing ring and I'm just gonna freaking do it and it's gonna be it's gonna hurt, but there's something bigger that's gonna happen. You know, I Religion to me is one of those things where I, I'm, I could really relate to you, Amari, because I, I grew up Jehovah's Witness. My father was like an elder in the congregation. <laughs> and there was, there's, I, I truly believe that that journey, as painful as it may, have, may seem during certain times of my life, it was meant to part, it was meant to be a part of my journey because it was my 
like like I was given everything spiritually, right? Like I was kind of like my parents converted when they when I was three years old. So I had this set of rules with values that created some kind of structure in my life. And then, you know, as I grew older, there, there was a calling, there was something in there that like, it just didn't feel right. And my journey was really about to just, okay, I have to embrace who I am. I'm going to come out. I'm going to be who I am. And then you go through that. Like to me, I went through that whole journey. It was like, oh my God, this is a punishment from God because my programming, I was programmed. We all get programmed. The yes. moment we pop out of our mama, I we say it, yeah. programmed. This is how it's going to be, blah, blah, blah. So my programming, because life did get challenging, you know, after I came out, felt like it was a punishment from God for being gay, you know? And then it was through my own journey where like you surrender to God and you're like, okay, like I remember being angry and crying and frustrated and with Coke up my nose, you know, <laughs> for the first time in like years. I remember as a kid, I used to see angels and connect to angels and even demons, I'll be honest with you. And I used to see the hand of God next to me all the time and it would freak my mother out. Um, but I remember one time I was so just in that space of like, I'm, I'm just done. Like, I don't know what else to do. Like I'm being myself. I just want to be happy. And I literally just saw these words on the wall, you know, keep moving forward, you know, and it, 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 it felt, I was like, first of all, I was high. Um, but a message came through, a message came through and I had to take that message and, and keep moving forward. And is life going to get easier? It is, but it's also going to get harder. Um, and it's always like that. Like we, we can't expect an easy life. I always like to say, like, I have had to learn that the foundation of who my, I am is happiness. Do I always feel happy? No, there's days, the majority of the time, I feel like I'm losing my shit, <laughs> you know, but you're human. You know, and that's what allows us to consciously be able to reprogram. I feel like a lot of the religious rules that I grew up with are no longer a part of my life. However, every single parent, they're here to learn. If you have kids, you're here to learn. We're all learning in different ways, you know, and I, I feel that my family, even though we don't see eye to eye, even though they're not in my life, even though I was disowned, even though so many things happened that caused so much pain, I had to accept the fact that the values that I grew up with are what connected me in my own authentic way to my higher self, to my spirituality. And in order to do that, I had to forgive myself. I had to forgive my family. I had to stop being a victim. You know, and embrace who I am because when we're in victimhood, everything's happening to us, right? Mm -hmm. But when we step out of that space of victimhood, it's like, whoa, this is happening for me, you know? And that's how we consciously start to evolve. That's how, like, okay, something crazy happens. Instead of reacting, I'm like, all right, I'm not liking this. It does not feel good. I could really flip at this person, but I'm going to be with my emotions. I'm going to see how I can actually deliver this powerful message with grace so it can actually create something positive. Yeah, and I feel like when you say my life. I would say when you say get out of victim get out of victimhood, I feel like just in our community, like our LGBT community, I feel like it's so hard for us to get out of like of that victimhood mentality because they're hot like I feel like there's always a, a portion of it when you're trying to get out of that that it comes with self-acknowledgement that you had some hand in it like you in some way shape or form had a hand in putting you are putting you where you currently are mm -hmm. in order to be that victim mm -hmm. like you wouldn't have been in that situation had you not have decided to go there. You wouldn't have made that decision had you didn't decided not to hang out with these people when you had that red flag and you're good. Like, and I feel like when we try to say, well, it's me, well, it's me, this is what's going on. Now, moving out of that, it's like, okay, yeah, I, I burned my finger, but at the same time, 
I clearly seen the fire was on the stove. It was clearly red and hot and flame. And I still went like that. So yes, I'm the victim in this situation, but I also I also helped put myself there. Right. And in order for me to get out of this victim mentality, I have to like buck up and be like, okay, I did that to myself. Now how am I gonna make a better decision? Mm-hmm. I gotta stop oppressing myself. Right. <laughs> like when you when you're when you're so oppressed, there becomes that sense of entitlement. Like I've been oppressed, I've been put down, so I de- I deserve this. I you know yeah. I should yeah. get that. Like you know, life doesn't owe you anything. You, you don't deserve nothing. Okay. <laughs> I know. Life doesn't owe you nothing. You ain't special. <laughs> That's my self talk sometimes. <laughs> Wow, that victim mindset is we and I know we see that so much out there. It don't matter what community, everybody feels like they're a victim, but they're a victim to their own consequence and they don't know how to be accountable for it. Mm-hmm. It's like the and that's one thing that it's a lot of people have a hard time sometimes connecting with me is because I don't point the finger at anybody. I don't look at my life as regrets. I look at everything as a as a block to get me further to better today than I was yesterday. So everything happens for a reason. I believe that because if I didn't, I wouldn't be here sitting here talking with you. If that did not happen. And if I did not take everything in, and I may not understand it at that time, you know, like, (laughs) Why the hell, why is this all happening to me? And we all have to scream that way. It's not really pointing the finger at anybody. It's literally like, why? What God, and then you know, you get that voice like you know, something's yeah. on the other side, and it's all. And I always feel like when you're at the end of your chapter, because we all have chapters and we all have books, I feel like. And I'm when on chapter one six. Chap- <laughs> <laughs> I'm on 20. Sorry, okay, okay, it took a long time, but you know, um, I feel like when we're reaching the end of that chapter, it gets so hard because. Number one, we don't know what's next. Number two, it's like everything came tumbling down and it's it gets harder. It gets everything just gets more confusing. And it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then it's always sometimes the most easiest thing. It's just like just move. And then you do. And then instead of second guessing everything and always going through your mind, because I am one of those analytical people, I'm always thinking in my head, like, well, if I do this, I you know, no, I I can't, no, no. I know I hear you, Lord, but no, I just don't think that's, no, I don't think that's going to work. Uh-uh. And when I remove myself out of the equation, the answer's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I just close the chapter and then I'm walking into a new path of the next chapter or new book. Yeah. And I've faced that a lot at just being, learning how to adapt to my surroundings and take everything like a grain of salt. Like, you know what? Like when I moved from Arizona, you know, I I always said no to a job, but I felt like it was time for me to come to San Diego. I, now I feel like I'm coming back to Arizona, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, because I feel like the no, path here is will. Be you close. Are. <laughs> will you will? <laughs> but um, will yeah. <laughs> But I'm just glad that um. I'm grateful for all of our foundations that we come from, because just like you both said that it if it kind of like it it creates our foundation it creates those kind of like awareness but then it also pushes us to find ourselves and then when we do later on because it doesn't happen right away later on it makes sense yeah it definitely does okay with that at the beginning it sucks but when you realize once like that's why i encourage people journal like if you're feeling like you're gonna lose your shit Take five minutes out of your day to just grab a journal and just, you know, free write or, you know, record yourself. Be aware of what you are going through. Be aware Mm -hmm. of what you're doing. I think to me, one thing that I struggled with, and I think it's, it's something that's part of my life journey to overcome, is vulnerability. If we're not willing to be vulnerable, we're not willing to face our fears. We're not willing to jump. And it's not after we jump that we realize, <laughs> oh, shit, I'm flying. You know, but what happens? Oh, no, but what if I fall? Well, what if you fall? Right. You're not that ground, right? So it's like you, you, we have to be willing to be vulnerable to be able to break through what's holding us back. 
you know, to break through that cloud of depression. Because that cloud of depression could be hopelessness. Hopelessness because we're so afraid to jump because we're anxious about what might happen. So we never do it. So the anxiety turns into depression. And then we're just walking around like these little victims, you know, with a little umbrella over us (laughs) happening to me, you know. So I'm going to go use to escape and Uh that party. Whereas like we, if, if we actually face those fears, we become more in tune with ourselves. Everything around us, everything that we do, including our sexuality, including those lovemaking sessions that we have with the people that we love and we care about, become more authentic because you're aware, you're escaping, you're actually in the moment, you're breathing into it, you're you're being aware of who you are. And I think that's super, super important for us as a community to be willing to be vulnerable. And it's not easy. No, it's not it's easy, not. but that's how we become more aware. And that's how we support each other, right? So to me, it's like there's enough shame out there, right? Like I had to deal with the shame of not not just what I was feeling from my parents, from my family, right? Because again, they're ignorant about certain things and ignorance could be bliss. You know, if you're not willing to pass that ignorance and if you're on the other side, you have to accept the fact that ignorance is bliss for a lot of people and they don't want to outgrow it and it's fine. You know, but in order to move on, we have to be willing to embrace the fact that not everyone is going to accept you for who you are. And we have to break the shaming cycle within ourselves and not do it to other people, especially in our community. You know, and I feel like when you say that, Hector, we have to be okay with not everyone accepting who we are like that's Mm -hmm. so true because I feel like we get so caught up on trying to make a list like weighing all the pros and cons and pros and cons and not realizing it's not about the good outweighing the bad it's about like realizing there is good and bad that's going to come with that and I feel like when we don't want to acknowledge the bad and it's simple like like for me for example if I don't acknowledge the fact that because I am trans, because I have decided to come out and be my authentic self, there are people in this world that are going to dislike me for nothing other than that fact. And I can say, yes, it's wrong. Yes, it's not fair. Yes, like that, like I can say all the things that why it shouldn't be a thing, but I still have to be like, you know what? It is a thing. And it is a thing that comes along with me being authentic to myself and I can't control it. And I feel like so often we get caught up in this mindset of this is what I'm doing. I'm coming out. I'm being true to me and the world is just going to have to be okay with it. Not wanting to take that recoil of Mm -hmm. it's not that the world isn't okay with it, boo. It's just like the, the world just doesn't accept it that person it's not that they they're not okay with it they're okay with the fact that you exist they just dislike that you do Mm -hmm. and when we can't take and and, and when we can't take that recoil it's like oh you dislike me for being me you're the problem you're the problem and that's not always the case it's Mm -hmm. just it's i feel like i want to say like cause and effect yin and yang like push and pull it's just the opposite like because people don't realize that there is always energy isn't created nor destroyed it's constantly moving it's like there's always something equal to balance it out so you have to be able to accept that as much as i can find people who love and accept me and support me i'm also going to find people who do not and it's a balance effect and I feel like it's just like so many people are only like, oh, well, this is what I'm doing. It I'm doing it for me. Y'all just going to have to accept it. I've known this about myself since I was in the womb. Honey, you going to catch up. Like, we go through all of that. But it's like, okay, you're right. Like, you knew all this stuff. But I, I'm okay with that about you. I still don't like you because of it. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's like, you know, like, you know I, I support you. And it's just like, yeah. And for me, when I tell people, like, I would, I would defend somebody's right and free speech to hate me just as soon as I would defend somebody's right and free speech that's on my side. Because how can I sit here and say that what I'm saying is right? Now, granted, it, it may feel consciously, sociously, morally right, 
But if I sit here and say that that is the only option, that makes me no better than any other oppressor, because that's how they that's how they get their powers or by taking away that free will and that freedom of other options. Like you have mm-hmm. to give people, even if it's a negative option or it's an opposing option, you still have to give them the ability to have it. And I feel like that's what we we try to cut off in this process of acceptance and authentic self is I'm doing it and I'm doing it for a positive intent. So because I'm doing it for positive intent, I can't get any type of negative feedback or reaction from it. <laughs> and it's like, you got to be okay with that. Like yeah. you got to be okay with that. 100%. I agree. A hundred percent. That's so okay. fucking losing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. You guys speak from my mind. <laughs> it's like I think, I think about that. I'm like, like, oh my god! I'm, like, I'm, like, mm, ah, yeah. I'm so glad you. Ooh, I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad you said I'm it. I'm buzzing. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I love your shirt, by the way. I meant to say, I shirt, Amari. Human. Thank you. I'm like, um, yes, oh, human. <laughs> I have them on my Instagram. They're called It's uh, Only Human. They are an amazing nonprofit organization like here in the Valley. And they have all different types of shirts. Like I did a photo shoot with them and I got one in the trans flag color. I got one in just normal rainbow flag colors. They have um, all type. And there's this one, it says uh, be different. And it says it upside down and backwards. Oh, I like and that. I like it because like I was really sense. like on first glance, like you look at it and it's like, wait, what, that's different. You <laughs> and, and, and you like you're because you're really trying to figure out like how to look at it and read it. And it was just like then when they like that was that was the physical experience they're trying to invoke with that shirt. I was like, was I like that because mm-hmm. it it literally like that's that's almost how we look at other people like when they're when they're different when they're that different it, it doesn't like right. immediately click in our head we almost we're taken back and we're like but how do, how, how do you? and it, so i thought that was pretty cool yeah i love that that's awesome i need to post for the just like give me a shirt <laughs> i need to give me a shirt too okay we're like i hear man i'll share the link for their Instagram. please do because um i would definitely like to check that out because I'm, I'm all about supporting so i'm like i want to support any you know anything that i possibly can um because i'm all about support um shane's the quiet one over here even though i, I know we got the whole story out there huh i know my, my story has already been out there i, like I know everybody else's like <laughs> And there's a lot of good things being said. Like, if we're still talking about religion, like, I'm a Catholic Buddhist. Like, wow. you know, but see, and when it comes to get, like, one thing that I'm most grateful for about my being in recovery is that, you know, I have been able to, like, reform my ideas of what God is to me and, like, put a different meaning behind because, like, you know, I, I'm from a town of 1,200 people. Like, you know, and my grandma used to make me go to church every Sunday. And like you're Catholic and, you know, and if you are gay, you have gay sex, you're going to hell and burning. And, you know, and my earliest childhood memories are being like five, six years old, like praying to God every night. Don't make me wake up. Don't make me wake up. Like, because I just, I couldn't figure out what was wrong. I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you like, and then of course the big pity pot, but then like throughout my life and like through all these different relapses and being in recovery, like there's been all these little pieces that have happened that have just like pinpointed right back to it. And like, you know, and then, and then Amar, you said like, you know, like uh, energy can't be created. Yes. Nobody's like, story. I, love that. I think it can though. Cause I mean, when you, when you're cause like thinking about like karma and Dharma, like with Dharma, like that, that's, you make a choice to create that good energy. You make a choice to get that in motion and get that going and well knowing that it's going to come back. Like, I don't feel like that energy was already there. Like, unless- See, and that's where I, I disagree because you, you in a sense are that good energy. You physically had to create that good energy from yourself before you can put it out there. So you, in a sense, your existence is positive energy. And for you to do those things, like to put it out there, it's just an extension of yourself. Like you don't do 
things to be like, oh, I'm going to do this because it's going to make somebody feel good. They're like, oh, you put energy out in the world. You right. do that just because that's who you are, Shane. And, and it, I know it's always going to come back to me. Like, is there, is, and see, that's one of the questions that I've had, like being in recovery is like, is there, is there such thing as a selfless, a selfless act? Like yeah. well-knowing if you do, um, a good deed and it's going to come back to you like is that selfless I've yeah, asked because that. you're you know having the knowledge it's going to come back to you doesn't mean that's your intent for doing it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's your awareness like an expectation exactly, like gift. exactly. <laughs> that's a gift to be like wow like I'm if you're doing it to get a reward because if you because let's say you do it and like yeah you know it's going to come back to you but let's say you do it three times in a row and nothing comes back does that mean you're going to stop doing it because now your expectation of it coming back to you has kind of been well, see, that's just the thing you never know when it's going to come back to you like something i did yesterday could not may not come back to me for a few years from now like mm-hmm. i'll never know like some of the good things that are happening tomorrow could have been from something that i did years ago like that's just the thing it, it always comes when you need it the most so like it's, it's really to me it's really letting go of that attachment right like when we do a good deed you know, deep down inside, you know, like, I know, like, it's going to come back to me. But it's it's almost separating your, detaching yourself from the outcome. Yeah. More than anything. It's like, I'm yeah. doing this right here, right now. Let it go. You know, and then it does happen. It, it Sometimes it happens the same day. Sometimes you just literally forget about it. And then like, oh, wow, like, this came back to me. You know, it's, it's like, it's like when... When sometimes like if you're having a bad day, right? And if and if you're consciously choosing into that bad day, into your emotions, you go out the door, you get to work, you're cranky, everything around you is cranky. Why? Because that's the energy that you're focusing on versus I am a positive, creative, living human being. I know who I am. I might be experiencing a little bit of anxiety however i know and i'm aware of my foundation i am stepping out into the world with that positivity not to influence others but just to be myself and without expectations people are inspired by that because then we're we're doing stuff we're giving out our energy we're just giving it out here here to people that might not even care about that energy while we could just be ourselves and without expectation, without attachment, we're touching the lives of the right people. And sometimes exactly. we're, we're not even aware of it. And that's exactly. Cool. That's because like, that when you sense. do it like that. You know, like, oh, I remember I saw this about you a few years ago and it really, really inspired me. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even remember. Like I've been through like so much more since that. And you know, <laughs> rough moments since then have gone like, 10 steps back and I'm just thinking to myself, it's like, wow, how cool that by sharing this experience, someone was influenced and it touched their own life and their own way in a way that I had no attachment to it. That's to me powerful. That feels good. Yeah. That's also the power of being vulnerable too. Like being vulnerable opens up that and allows for those connections to happen. Like, because it's easier to connect. it's not being created or destroyed in such a free flow because when you when you get in that mindset, it's almost as if like you're like a filter or like a constant beacon because we aren't just putting out what we're putting out. We're also taking in what other people are putting out. So if I'm giving out these this good energy and these positive vibes, I'm also taking in the negative from other people. So it's not as if I'm putting it out like, oh, it's going to come back to me. It's going to come back to me. I'm filtering it because even though I'm taking in negative, I'm still putting out positive. And I want to piggyback on that too, (laughs) is that a lot of us, sometimes we have an expectation of what, what the receiving gift is going to look like. And therefore we don't accept what comes the gift, the, the return, the reward is probably slapping us in the face, but because it's not the way we want it to be or the way we expected it to come to us, then we push that blessing aside. And it's like, where is it? Even you just pushed it aside. Well, and then the thing is you push it aside, right? But it's gonna come back around 10 years later because now you're open 
to receiving it. I don't care about what it looks like. I'm just, I, I'm just open to a blessing. And then it comes and you realize it kind of looks familiar, but now you can appreciate it because you had to go through a few things. So it's like, we have to do things sometimes without expectations because to me, expectations lead to disappointment and sometimes it doesn't. And so understanding the left and right, like you were saying, Amari, we have, there's a balance. So there's good and bad, but we have to understand the other one to understand the other one, you know, to mm-hmm. walk a path. I mean, there's, there's a street, there's grass, and there's a sidewalk. The sidewalk's built to keep us off their property and out of way danger, you know? So it's like, there's past creative, but we're, we're all going somewhere. We just can't expect it's going to look that way like i'm expecting to get in a two-bedroom mansion and i got a two-bedroom mansion <laughs> no no i mean i know right that's, those are big rooms right interesting okay hey uh, i yuck your yum i get that's the two-bedroom mansions what you're yeah. actually go for boo-boo well i'm living in it an apartment <laughs> i was expecting that but hey i got it you know <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah that was good discussion <laughs> yes <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to today's this is the first of many to come um the authentic self with hector amari and shane and myself and thank you all three of you for being a part of this i'm so excited so let's you know, <laughs> and pretty soon I'll, we'll all be in the same room together because they all live in Arizona and I don't. We're gonna get you here. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I'm not giving up on this. I'm gonna get your ass here. <laughs> so till next time, um, authentic self is out. That completes today's Talk About It Tuesday episode on Not Just Cafe. Thank you so much for listening and see you next Tuesday for the next TBIT episode. And remember, when you run into a mental wall of personal perspective, talk about it.